Dr. Eggman, you're awake. We had to drag you back home. It was spring break all over again. I'm not Eggman. I'm Sonic. He's pretending to be Sonic again. Well, I'm not going to be Amy this time. <laughs>
Then about February, they added maybe Toon Link, uh, maybe like Diddy Kong and Bowser, if you're really, really lucky. All Walmarts have terrible Amiibo selections, and they never restock. Okay, again. My Walmart has a terrible selection of everything. I mean, Why if, a, are you if, a, if a Nintendo game comes out on Friday... They'll, they'll put it out on Tuesday because they think that's the time to put it out. Why are you people saying Walmart? Places in general. I have been to GameStop, Toys R Us, Target. Not for Amiibo, but for other things, but I always look at the Amiibo. And it's always the same, like six or seven figures, no matter where I go. Here's the difference, Alex. What? You can find them even though they're the same. At any Walmart I've been in, you can't even get the normal ones, or there's like really? two or three left. Huh. Weird. Yeah. So anyway, uh, let's talk about things that people want to hear about. No, I want to <laughs> keep talking about, about, about amiibos. Like amiibos. Not uh, that we've revealed how where... far deep down the rabbit hole we all are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it's gotten to the point where I've stopped, you know, trying to hunt those things down. I'm paying $25 a piece at Walmart. <laughs> okay, why are we still talking about Amiibos? Shush. Because Shush. you people can't get the hint. All righty. Well, uh, Elizabeth, uh, I mean, uh, Silva, you can, Lizzie, you can Lizzie. There you go. <laughs> Liz, I'm sorry. Um, you had a story that you wanted to share with us, I believe? Yes, yes. I've been trying to reach out for you for a very long time. <laughs> but, um, Unfortunately, it was on my Hotmail account, uh, which I don't really follow too much. Only I only follow my Verizon. I didn't realize that my uh, my um, Sigabits okay. account was linked to we Hotmail. Can, uh, we can just. I don't think this is the story that she wants you to t that she wants to tell. <laughs> is this is how I contacted Jason via Hotmail? So, let's do. So, uh, Lizzie, tell us your story. Well, back in, well, when I was younger, I actually became very sick, but was not aware. You know, you're a little kid, you get sick, and you just think, oh, it's, it's nothing, things come and go. Um, well, basically, I wasn't aware that I had a brain tumor that was about the size of a golf ball or something, they, they told me. But anyhow, um, I became really sick for a while and I didn't know what, what the you know situation was until I got to the point to where I could no longer go to school and you know my teachers were like oh she's fine she's faking it and my parents were like no because my daughter can't walk now I don't think my daughter's faking it there are some very cynical teachers out there <laughs> yes there are especially back in the 90s teachers were just dumb but um, eventually, my parents took me to three doctors, and they all said the same thing: was, "Oh, she she's fine. She just has migraine headaches." And my dad was like, "Oh, okay." And so he was like, "Well, I'm not gonna send my daughter back to school yet." Hey, by the way, I seem to be echoing. Yeah, I am hearing a little a, a little weird uh, sound. So it may have been some sort of background television or something. That kind of tells me someone is not wearing their headphones. I am wearing my headphones. As their headphones I'm wearing mine. Loud. I'm wearing mine. There you we go. Judgmentally stare at me, GX. <laughs> huh. Okay. Well, anyhow, my, my dad eventually found a doctor 
who was like a family doctor, and he, you know, looked at me and was like, you know, she's very sick. And he tried to make me do standard things, you know, like walking from one side of the room to the other side of the room, and that didn't work at all because I couldn't even hold myself up by that point. But eventually he made my parents take me to um, a hospital to get an MRI, and eventually I got the news that they found this brain tumor, but they told me, you know, you, you've got two weeks to live. What Yes, because uh -huh. of the location of the tumor, they told me it would basically spread. And because it was like right above the brainstem, sometimes you can't operate on it. So they were telling me, well, we don't know what to do. And, you know, my parents were in tears crying. They didn't know what to do because they just got told their child has a brain tumor and is going to die. So it's kind of like... What do you do? And when you're 11 years old, you're like, well, what do I, do I, you know, you're kind of lost for words. Like, okay. So the doctors told me, well, we can operate, but we can't guarantee you're going to live. So you're like, okay, so what do I need to do? And, you know, they eventually sent me to um, Texas Children's Hospital, and I spent a few days before my surgery getting all these x-rays because they explained to me that, we don't know if the tumor is located in any other part of your body. We need to make sure we we get the tumor where it is. So, you know, they did. Had the surgery. Survived. Everything was okay at first. But then I eventually had to go back to the hospital because apparently I caught meningitis. And then I was stuck in the hospital again. And then they finally released me. And, you know... It was good, you know, you, you survived the brain tumor, you you beat the, the tumor, or the cancer, whatever you want to call it, because they actually got it all out, and they told me that they couldn't find any more traces of it. So that made me feel better. But unfortunately, the next step is you have to learn everything all over again. You know, I, I could walk. Now I have to learn to walk over again. I have to learn to eat with my, with my hand. I have to learn to talk again. And all these different things that I I learned years ago, I had to learn all over again. And that was really embarrassing because it's kind of embarrassing to be 11 years old and your mom had to take you to the bathroom and clean you or give you a bath or, get, or hold your hand when you take a shower. It was just really, really difficult. And eventually the, the school said, I have to go back to school. And my dad was like, no, 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 my daughter's not going to go back to school. She's in this condition. And, hey, is someone's dog barking? I'm sorry, yeah. that's, that's my dog. It's, uh, it's, I live near the window of my uh, area in my backyard. Oh, wow, okay. okay. I apologize. I was like, There's what? nothing I can really do about that, unfortunately. All right. Okay, okay. But, but anyways, they made me go back to school. And the doctors were like, no, no, I mean, she can't go to school right now. Homeschool her. And the, and the teacher's like, no, no, no. She needs to be able to come to school because if she's going to be homeschooled, then, you know, they were basically just being, you know, BS about it. So they made me go to school. I was not ready to go to school. I knew I wasn't ready, but I had to enter junior high school, 
and that was very difficult for me because I could barely walk, I could barely talk, and whenever I would talk, I would stutter, and people would purposely ask me questions to hear me stutter, and then they would they would laugh at me, or be cut, or because I trembled when I walked, sometimes they would trip you. <sighs> And, you know, basically it was really, really bad bullying. And the school never did anything about it. My parents would get involved and be, and be like, you told me my daughter was going to be in special ed classes, which basically what was just classes with like about like five, five kids in it or something. But they wouldn't put me in there. They go, oh, oh, we're getting to it. We're getting to it. Meanwhile, I'm getting bullied. I'm getting tripped during, you know, lunchtime. Um, when I was in PE class, I couldn't do those things, you know. I couldn't run. I couldn't, you know, play basketball or dodgeball or all those things. And the school and the PE teachers wouldn't take a hint that, okay, you have a you have a child here who is disabled, just had a brain tumor surgery, she's got to learn everything all over again, and you've got other other students who are beating her up and tripping her and just laughing at my misfortune. I I always had very difficulty during PE class because if I had to run, um, they, they would purposely trip me, or they would, or the kids would stand back and point and laugh when I would run because I, I I would run so slow it just made them laugh because I couldn't walk and I just looked so embarrassed, so horrible. And you know I would go home like almost every day crying and. They would always make me feel like a loser, a failure, because even though I survived this this major surgery, and you know, it's kind of a miracle what the what what the doctor said, because not many kids who have a brain tumor like that survive. And you know, you're like, I should be happy about that, but I was just completely miserable because people were always reminding me, oh, look how ugly I look, look how fat I look, look, all my hair is shaved off, and you know, all that different stuff and then I eventually um, was like skipping school and my parents never said a word they never said no no you gotta go to school you know you know they were like uh-uh you can stay home if you want to so my parents you know would let me stay home one time my parents went to Sam's Club and I asked can I go with you guys I don't want to go to school and and you know, in, anyways, you know, I, I begged my parents, you know, please, I'm, I, I don't want to go to school today. Can I go with y'all to Sam's? My parents were like, yeah, come, come with us. And you know, I went with them, and I used to play the Nintendo games, but because of the fact that I couldn't hold the controllers anymore, you know, that's why I wasn't playing, you know, my NES at all. You know, it's it's nothing that I hated Nintendo or I didn't like the Mario games. It, it's just my hands were so weak. And the nerves and everything, you know, when, whenever I would try to hold something, my hands would start shaking and I'd drop it. So the Nintendo controller was so tiny I couldn't hold it. So I would just be like, okay. And, you know, between all that time when you're, like, sick and you had the surgery, you don't realize, okay, there's something else out there besides the Nintendo. And my parents said, well, stay in the electronics. Don't go anywhere else. <laughs> so I was like, okay. And this was back in the day when retail stores actually did this. They would put the TV on display with the console with a game for you to play. Oh. They don't do that anymore, you know, <laughs> back in the day. But um, they had one 
that apparently was the Super Nintendo. And I remember seeing that at the hospital. But, you know, it was, like, turned off, so I guess it's one of these meant-to-be things. But they had another TV set, and they had the bl a black console. And a little cute little blue hedgehog, you know, running around the screen. And, you know, it just, like, instantly, like, grabbed my attention. I go, oh, my gosh, this is so cool looking. But, you know, I kind of, like, stared at, like, oh, like, oh, I'm going to be sick. This this is a little fast. Because, you know, I mean, I, I would get dizzy. And, you know, I looked at the controller, and, you know, I played with it for a little bit. Um, I couldn't hold it correctly, but... I was able to grip it for a little bit, even though one of my hands would start shaking and it would move away from the controller. I would try to force myself to hold it, and then I tried to hit the buttons, and like my thumbs were really weak. I, I mean, I couldn't even hit the buttons. I, I mean, I it would like basically do like soft, like you'd have to press harder. I couldn't do it, so I would try to play the game. I was miserable at it at first, but you know, even even though I was throwing Sonic into spikes or something like that. You know, I was just enjoying the game. And, you know, all this time, I didn't notice that my parents were watching. My dad was watching also. And he was like, you, you like that? I go, yeah. And he was like, well, what is it? I go, I don't know <laughs> what this is. I don't know. Because I don't even know what the Nintendo was. I, I didn't know what this other thing was. So my dad looked at it, and he was like, oh, okay. He's like, Sega Genesis. So he was like, and apparently this thing is called Sonic. So he was like, okay, do you, do you want it? I go, can I have it? And he was like, yes. And apparently my dad told me that the doctor spoke to him before and told him about, about one thing to do about dealing with these bullies in recovery was to find me something that would keep me occupied. <laughs> Basically, video games were a good idea. So my dad bought me the Sega Genesis and then, you know, brought it home, set it up. I would stay glued to that TV every day after school. I was so happy with the game. And, you know, even though I would still be bullied in school, it didn't really hurt as much because when I came home, I knew Sonic was there for me. And then I eventually found the comics, and the comics made me really happy, and then there was the TV show, and, you know, Sonic, for me, served really well, because he was my friend, you know, I didn't have any friends, nobody wanted to be friends with a girl who had a brain tumor, who was fat, whose hair was shaved off, who couldn't talk, who had trouble walking, because everybody said I was retarded or gross, or had a disease, so you had to stay away from me, and, you know, Sonic always made me feel happy. You know, I had self-confidence. You know, I felt like, you know, like, like I, I don't know how to explain, like, there's so many kids these days who commit suicide because they get bullied. And I often wonder if they find something that makes them truly happy and just focus on that, you know, nothing else would matter. Because for me, it, it, it was Sonic, and you know, I really did need him Especially after my surgery, because when when I would hold the controller, I, I'd be determined to, you know, mash the buttons, and then I would be determined to make Sonic go, you know, you know, go through those loops, or you know, make it to the to, to the end of Scrap Bang Zone and beat the game. You know, I would be more determined to play that and then play 
Sonic 2 and then Sonic 3 and then Sonic 3 and Knuckles and Sonic Spinball. You know, all those games really did help me recover faster because it gave me the confidence and the determination to hold the controller and actually move Sonic and actually complete the levels. That's where I started to recover a lot faster with my, you know, with my hand-eye coordination problems. I would recover faster and then I'd want to get up and try to walk and run, which, you know, Sonic can play a part in that too, considering, you know, he's the fastest thing alive, so you kind of want to imitate your hero now. And I really, you know, recovered a lot quicker with Sonic. I feel that, you know, it was always meant to be to have Sonic in my life, because um, when you have a brain tumor removed and you go through all that, it really does change your life, you know. I try to tell people about my brain tumor story and how Sonic falls into it. And, and you know, you don't want to sound like a crazy obsessed fan at all. You just want to be honest and say, well, look, I went through this. And you have to understand, when you're 11 years old and you're told you got two weeks to live and you beat it, and you have to deal with bullies in school, you're being told that, oh, you're gross and retarded, and all you have is a fictional blue character, you know, blue hedgehog. You know, I mean, what do you want, you know, someone someone like me to say? It's like, so be happy. If you love Sonic, be happy. If you love Mario, be happy. I'm just happy I have Sonic in my life. And, you know, I have taken my breaks from Sonic because when Sonic 3D Blast came out, I was not happy with that game. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine why. Well, it's it's just that those dang birds got on my nerves. I was like, what the heck is this? And I had to sit there and, you know, I, I would try to play over and over again, but I finally realized, you know, this is where my disability kind of cut and kind of like messed things up because since the games were going 3D, I couldn't play the games because it would make me extremely... Um, dizzy, and I would like get. I mean, I, I would actually throw up and get sick. Mm. And so I had to take take a break from playing the 3D games. But I always played the classic ones because it, it was 2D format. But 3D format, you know, I always got sick, and I was like, man, this is the stupidest thing Sega did because, <laughs> you know, you grow up on 2D, and the 2D games are the ones who help you recover and deal with the bullies and the brain tumor and you know everything. And, you know, that really upset me because I missed playing the games, and I would play my Sega Genesis games, but then eventually my Sega Genesis died, so you're kind of like, okay. <laughs> and, you know, when the Sonic games became on, you know, the PlayStation and then the Xbox, um, I did try the controllers out. I couldn't hold that. It was just too hard for me, so I just pulled back and was like, okay, um... I need to take a little break from Sonic for a while. And, you know, I kind of felt miserable for a good few years because I would play my old games, and, you know, the TV shows were gone, and the comics started to really piss me off after a while. Because <laughs> I really was getting really mad with Archie Comics. I was like, I do not like the way they made Sonic. Oh, yeah. It, they, they were going some crazy directions in that era. <laughs> Yeah, so I took my break from Sonic. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to move on from Sonic and, you know, try to live your life. But I tell you, I felt so miserable without Sonic. 
And I, I, I don't want to say that, you know, I needed him, but, you know, I mean, you, you feel alone because you go back to being, you know, a loner because I never had friends. I rarely have friends. I'm very, like, kind of, like, closed because, I mean, you know, you get bullied so much and you're like, no, no, I, I don't like having a lot of people around me too much, so I get scared. And sometimes I, I make friends, but I kind of keep them at a distance. That's always been just me. That's my precaution because of everything that's, I've been through. I didn't return to Sonic until I found the Mario and Sonic at the Winter Olympics in the London Olympic Games. That's when I, like, because I, I, I got the Wii, and I got those games because I was like, hey, Sonic and Mario are finally together? When did this happen? <laughs> so, you know, I played those games, and I realized that my, my me could play with Sonic. And, oh, it was, like, so happy because I could – I finally got to achieve one dream I wanted was to finally be, at, be have Sonic at my side. And in a way, this, this was. And I was just really, really happy playing it. But sometimes I, I played the London Olympic Games, and then um, I, w I started crying. And I was talking to my friend on the phone, and, and I was telling him about the game. But then I started crying. He goes, well, what's wrong? I go, you know, it wasn't until I played the Olympic Games that I realized how much I missed him. Like, I really missed him. I was like, you know, I really miss Sonic. I really miss my old games. I miss the days when I played it on my Sega Genesis. Those were happy times. So he was like, well, how about I buy you one of those Wii, Wii Point things and you download, you know, you know, the Genesis games on your Wii? And so I did. And, you know, I did start to rekindle the moments, and then I started to go back and say, well, let me look at what I miss, <laughs> the games that I miss. But, you know, I, I have them, and I've looked at them, but it's like, wow, this this still isn't easy for me. But um, I can hold the Wii controller. I can hold that special Wii U controller that, you, you know, that one that kind of looks like gamepad or whatever. I can do that. I did play Sonic Lost World. And I do love um, Super Smash Bros., of course. And, you know, there, there are Sonic games I like. Um, I do have the both Sonic Boom games, whether people don't like it or not. <laughs> I do have the Wii U and the 3DS version. I've been going back and collecting the games on the, on the DS to play on my 3DS. And, you know, I'm really happy. I rekindled my love with Sonic, and I finally got the encourage also to... Um, when I went to New York Comic Con, I finally went to Archie Comics, and I was going to share my brain tumor story with them in person. And, you know, I had a plan in my head, but I got very discouraged because they were doing Q&A, and they were answering all these other questions from, you know, you know the younger fans. And then, the, and then Paul, you know, the editor, was like, was like telling me, Okay, 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 folks, we only have time for one more question. I shot my hand up in the air, and he looked straight at me, <laughs> and our eyes met. And he was like, yes, you. And I started to talk. I just started to blur in tears, just complete tears, just telling them how much I love Sonic. I told him about my brain tumor. I told him how Son Sonic kept me sane because I was, you know, bullied badly for surviving a brain tumor. The school didn't want to understand. The teachers were too stupid. To say, hey, look, this girl survived the brain tumor, you know, students, you know, don't pick on a student, you know, I told them everything. 
that you know even you know even though I had my parents you know my parents worked so you know I was home alone a lot you know I was always alone and all I had was Sonic all I had was the comics all I had was a TV show all I had was you know the games and I just blurted all this out to Archie Comics and I told him how much Sonic meant to me and how much the comics meant to me and I think I made them cry because a, a lot of them kind of looked at me and they kind of like put their head down like ooh and you know later um, Paul Paul invited me to the Archie Comics booth and we chatted for a while and he brought me some water and you know he told me you know um, thank you so much for coming by and sharing your story because you know it was kind of like it's one of those moments where like wow you can I made Archie Comics people cry so not for the wrong reasons but like you <laughs> share something that meant so much to you and they played a part in it and I think it meant a lot to them and eventually um, Paul let me know that they did print my brain tumor story in one of the Sonic comics because um, they really wanted it to be out there so you know we really want the fandom to know hey we played a part in helping this person who survived a cancer-related, you know, a brain tumor or something, and they were really happy, and, you know, I'm glad they printed it, because I think people should know that, you know, Donna can really help you, you know, a lot, you know, for, for, for me, you know, he, he was like my best friend, he was my guardian angel, you know, he's all I had, you know, you know I, mean, I mean, I don't want people to think, oh, she's some crazy fangirl, go, no, if you actually know the story, you'll know why Sonic means so much to me. Because when you've got two weeks to live and you beat it, and now you've got bullies, and all you have is Sonic, you know, of course you're going to cling to Sonic a little bit more. You, you know, I mean, it's not saying I'm crazy. It's just, you know, he's all I had. And, you know, That's I love to share my story. And, and, you know, I especially like to share with, like, Children's Miracle Network, and I've been trying to share my story with, like, you, you know, some of the brain tumor charities out there in the video game one. So that way, you know, you know, I'm a, I'm a survivor, and you know, I always hear bad stories that a lot of people don't survive these brain tumors, especially when it's two weeks for it to spread. A lot, a lot of doctors say, "Sorry, but this tumor we can't operate," and the kid eventually has to deal with it. You know, they become paralyzed and then they die. And you know that's that's horrible. You know, I'd rather be able to share my brain tumor story and say, "Hey, I survived. I had two weeks to live. I survived it." You know, and I only had one brain tumor. You know, it's not like I had to go back to the hospital and have another surgery. You know, it was only a one-time surgery. They got all the tumor out. Yes, I suffered with um, a lot of bullies and having to learn everything over again. But you know, God sent me this this wonderful blue angel and. You know, he's been a big impact on my life. You know, he helped me recover. And, you know, that's something else you, you want to share is, you know, Sonic's awesome. You know, I know so Sonic has so much hate out there. But, you know, I really want people to know, hey, maybe you hate Sonic. But you know what? I love Sonic. And Sonic means a lot to me because he's all I had. And I'm not a loser. I'm not a dork. You know, it's like, come on. I mean, it was the 90s. <laughs> you know, Sonic was everywhere. So, I mean, he meant a lot to me. And that's the message I want to share with people is, you know, Sonic means a lot to me personally because he's all I had. And I really hope it inspires and helps people out there who are dealing with, like, cancer or, you know, 
other things like that, or if they've had someone who did, who is dealing with that, you know, be like, you know, find something that makes you happy. Ignore the bullies out there who are calling you names. You know, find something that makes you happy. Even if you have a bad day at work, you know, go home and be like, hey, here's Sonic, here's Mario, here's, you know, whatever makes you happy. I mean, at the end, I mean, mm -hmm. who cares? You know? That's what I want people to know is Sonic meant a lot, and he still means a lot. I love him very much. Thank you very much. That's a wonderful, uh, inspiring story. Cancer, yeah. cancer is such a bastard. I think mm -hmm. that, um, uh, yeah, I'm sure that most of us here can really kind of emphasize with kind of falling back on fiction for, um, I mean, I, I know, I, I know I, I'm introverted, so I've, I've certainly, um, I mean, I, I'm being introverted right now, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Like so, it, it can be. It can be. I'm not really much of a talker. It's really. I really probably shouldn't be on something like this. But um, yeah, I tend to be an incredibly shy uh, person in person. So this doing this podcast helps me, uh, you know, relate to people better. But um, myself. But, yeah, I mean, uh, I get it. How I, I if if anyone calls you a freak or a weirdo, I guess because a a fictional a, a fictional character helped you get through a really tough time of your tough time in your life it's just um I, they they i i guess they damn it <laughs> I, I, I think it's just it, it's i guess i'm good that, i mean it's it's just very notable um i actually i should say was a teacher myself for the previous year um school district and I, i'm just very thankful that in to, in today's atmosphere, we actually do have greater greater outlets for not only escapism, but escapism that with communities attached to them. That I can make I can be a snarky sob as much as I want on the internet about who says what, what who's doing what, what's about what, but it comes down to hey. If you like something, there is a good chance that you can find people who also like that who don't really care who you are physically in the real world. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm really glad that we have things like Child's Play that promote that sense of escapism for children who have that kind of thing. And it, it's just kind of meaningful to me right now because uh, my own father is going through... Uh, a form of cancer, and uh, a lot of what I've helped him through was uh, getting things like Netflix set up so that he can, while he's in the hospital, he can just watch something so that he's just not doing nothing. Exactly, because I mean, I encourage finding something because when you because when you're just sitting there, you're gonna keep thinking about the bad stuff. So you know. And you know, I mean, like for me, for Sonic, you know, you know, he it kind of like blocks that you're being bullied in school. But I could, I could read the comics during, you know, lunch or something, and you'll ignore the bullies because now you're focusing on something that makes you happy. And that's something that a lot of people should consider. Just find something that makes you happy. <laughs> and I mean, ultimate, ultimately, I think to some extent, almost any of us and a lot of people in the Sonic fan community, in video games in general, in any in any dedicated fan community, 
we'll have a similar story of using that that type of stuff for escapism just because we are just because despite the fact that we rule the digital world <laughs> in the real world things like bullying things like uh, prejudice uh, ableism they still exist and they still are huge issues yeah. that we have not resolved yet as a society well in a way it th things have been getting worse in that regard from what I've been hearing well you know I mean parents can't you know discipline their kids anymore that's one thing yeah I mean it's not only escapism but at least kids nowadays have the chance to go out and find other people you know like them that they can talk to you know on such as Facebook and yeah. and like Sonic Stadium forums or or you know other different forums but as far as playground goes you know that it's pretty much the same as always it feels like it seems like there's a certain age from like 10 to 20 where there's a lot of children that are just don't have the empathy that they get later in life oh. uh, kids can be bastards <laughs> GX, you, you can you can empathize with that, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, especially middle school. Middle school is oh god, middle school is jerky people. <laughs> middle school is hell. Yeah. I okay. Uh, I keep hearing people complain about high school, but no, it was middle school for me, man. And mm -hmm. sorry for interrupting you, GX. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Uh, so this has been a great conversation. I'm going to go ahead and uh, start moving it uh, on the show notes. Uh, thank you so much for that. Uh, what, I really what, what appreciate it. What were you going to say anyway? I, mean, uh, I, I wasn't stop. going to continue. I was just... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so, anyway. I do have some positive news on the Sonic Runners. Um, that game, uh, they finally announced it at the beginning of February with a Japanese trailer, uh, which didn't really show any gameplay. They're just showing Sonic over the years. Mm -hmm. um, and then they went to a gameplay trailer, which was starting to look pretty interesting. and looked like the kind of mobile game I've had in my head for Sonic for <laughs> quite a long time. You mean Sonic running forward, right? Well, Sonic <laughs> run, running to the right. You, you tap them to do different jumps, and they have different obstacles in your way. And that's kind of what it's become, where it's it's the most you know basic of Sonic games, but it's done incredibly well. It finally came out in both uh, Japan and, and Canada. Canada. <laughs> I mean, but if you want to hear, it, it it's due some t from what I hear, it's due like uh, March twentieth, I think, of this month. Canada is Canada is superior to America. Don't you know? Well, that? Canada is always the test market for Sega Networks games. Sometimes they take three to six months to come here, and they're in Canada first uh, for a while. So, so I uh, how come Japan doesn't get test marketed? Couldn't they just, I don't know, release it in South Korea or something? <laughs> Japan make another make them wait too. I don't know. There is work workarounds. You can download like a, a okay. PK files language. I know, but <laughs> yeah, you can download uh, for your um, Android thing. And by the way, the Android list that they have on the official site mm -hmm. is kind of BS. There are a, it ends up there's a lot of different of phones and devices that are Android that can play that game. That that's not I on that list. I have an iPhone. That's not fair. I have an iPhone. Well, uh, what, well, you, you can play I'm on an iPhone if you get like a Canadian. Both at the same time, because a lot of games don't even give that benefit. 
Yeah. No, I'll wait for the American release because I'll be honest, I got really excited for the game, and I hate to I hate to be such a downer for everything, but it's just everyone's been bragging and gloating on it on Twitter, and I was excited at first, and I was gonna download it, but then I I kept getting corrected to well, it's only in Canada. You have to have yeah. this. I'm like, well, why is it that these other popular people can download and play, and they're already boasting and they're getting attention for it, and you know, it kind of starts to suck the fun out of wanting to get it when it finally gets released in North America. Because you're like, you're excited, but it's like everyone else already has it, and they're they're already getting famous. My, from my song trick from to the this game. is avoiding Twitter altogether. <laughs> well, it's um, it's pr pr probably they're they're all well, just downloading. There are ways to there are ways to nab it now. I mean, like it's, like I was mentioning before, the APK file for Androids and. Um, uh, I, you can make a Canadian account or what have you for your. And uh, I, I guess was, the more important question is though, Jason. Like, is it? Do you feel like it's worth nabbing early? Is it fun? No. Uh, I would. I would. I would definitely wait. I don't think it's. Uh, it. It's not necessarily worth going through the trouble. It is easily the best Sonic mobile game that they've released, though. That's not saying a whole, whole lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Sonic I mean, Dash could be kind of fun. Sonic Fever, I liked at E3. <laughs> Sonic Dash uh, is probably like the second Sonic two, but Dash. this is probably this is probably one of the best Sonic games since Generations, to be honest. Oh, I mean, I, re God. I really enjoy it. That's still you, you also not saying a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I basically to describe. I don't know. I really like Lost World, so if it's very Lost World, I'll be happy. Oh yeah, well, it's at least up there with that. It's, it's uh, steals a lot of assets from Lost World. The three levels that you see in the game are based on Lost World levels. Well, I wouldn't um, say it's stealing assets because like it's all. Well, not I wouldn't stuff, say right? stealing assets, but yeah, there's there's quite a few uh, new stuff too. There's a brand new music from Otani, who Ooh. did Lost World in colors, and it, it's really. Um, Fun and vibrant type of music. Uh, you do hear the title theme quite a bit, both in like the Windy Valley type level and such. Um, I will say, it, it yeah, it's the kind of approach I've been wanting to see them do with mobile games for a while. You start off kind of, you start off with just Sonic, who mm -hmm. can do a triple jump now. He just right. he's just running to a right. Um, it starts off a little slow, but there's still some pits you can do in that. Um, there's no homing attack, no oh, no right. uh, boost pads. <laughs> it's natural, like momentum boost, where when you to go fast, you run down a hill, like you would naturally, and he actually starts to get to a boost speed where he can knock over enemies. So what you're you saying is this game there. has this game has actual physics. A little bit, yeah. In fact, you could, uh, and it has wow. patterns to tr you could try to follow as the game gets faster and faster. Um, does the Sonic run automatically, like in? Like, yeah, he runs automatically. Okay. All you. The, ba the the gameplay is very basic because all you have to do is tap. Tap okay. to jump, uh, and you can jump up to three times. Um, now, am I, am I interpreting this correctly? I got the impression from the last uh, teaser that it was level-based. Yeah, yeah. It, is ki it is kind of level-based. There's three different styles of levels. So um, is it three different styles of endless levels? Uh, not endless. I mean, they go. what it is is you go... What it is, you go uh, a one slow speed, and then you f kind of fight Doctor Eggman. You're not—he's not attacking you. He's dropping these springs that are slowing you down, so you can't hit him and collect more rings. But eventually, he has a timer that runs out, and he runs away. So basically, when you get to Eggman, 
Uh, you're just trying to hit him to get extra rings for extra points and for extra mm -hmm. currency, and then he runs away. So it goes from regular to speed up to speed up again to top to top speed, and top speed is like like impossible. I've never finished <laughs> top speed. That's where they start. Yeah, there, there, wow. There's no rings on that section of the level. You have to go super fast, and the only way you can get through is to watch the patterns of the uh, point gems that you get, and if, if like, they fall down, and then you just want to just fall off the ledge, and then if you see a curve, you have to jump to go, uh, you know, follow, try to follow that curve and try to follow those gems. Otherwise, you're going to get hit a lot and end up tripping and falling and dying. So this uh, is where you, they, they, they start encouraging you to spend money on sheep. On yeah, sheep. because, um, okay, <laughs> red rings is the main currency. You either spend 50 red rings to get a companion, and companions help you out on scores and extra stuff you can do, and they, they come in real handy. Uh, you can also spend red rings on, on regular gold rings that you can use for bonuses in the game. In fact, you need 4,000 uh, gold rings to have an extra companion in oh. your uh, you level. Do you have to get this stuff, or can you just keep Sonic? <laughs> oh, you can keep Sonic if you want, and they get also five red rings for one continue, but you only get one continue per level for, for points. I think now, really do important. you get a free one, like like in Dash? You get right now. There's a promotion. You're getting 25 red rings a day. Um, you can keep playing the level. Uh, you keep playing the level level over to uh, to uh, progress a story. There's there's 50 episodes altogether. There's uh, and each one has a really simple, very basic, <laughs> and uh, silly story. If you've ever liked the uh, Animals Sonic has rescued, they take center stage. You have stories about Eggman ki kidnapping Rocky the Walrus's girlfriend. <laughs> and you have oh, to save. That's have a deep save cut. Yeah, you have, uh, yeah, Picky uh, is gone missing or misses his mom, and you have to help him find his mom. <laughs> so oh. it's all about the Flicky, it's all about Flicky, Picky, Rocky, Ricky, and what have you, and they have little stories around them as well as the Wisps. The Wisps are also bonuses you can buy with uh, gold rings, or sometimes you win them. And they are extremely helpful, because, uh, like, laser, it goes across for about a quarter of the level, and you can tap the, you just tap the screen to collect all the gems and rings while he's going. Uh, same thing with Drill, you can hop, and you so collect like double... Sonic Jump. You collect, yeah, ten times the rewards for with him. Uh, a Asteroid is the best. He moves kind of slowly, but he can go throughout the environment and collect everything that's in the environment, including these uh, gold enemies, which are worth, I guess, like five, uh, five points more, or five, uh, 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 five times as much. I, mean I find say. it odd that the Wisps have managed to find a place outside of the, their Source game. That they're like yeah. the first things I've been able to do that in a Sonic game since. And they I actually explained the them this time. They decided that they, they a lot of them wanted to stay on Sonic's planet because they like Sonic. Really? So, so it's an yeah. entire race of paper, one blue guy, huh? Yeah, plus, you know, they, basically Eggman pulled their planet out of orbit, so it's probably doomed anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, are, are we really grasping for the canonical justification no, as I'm just joking yeah. around. magical Everything power? Everything must really. be justified. Everything must I'm just be more <laughs> joking around. Story. But anyway, um, yeah, it's in the story area usually has four maps, and you have to have so many points to get to that section of the map. Usually, 
the first like five or ten episodes, you'll get through all four sections with your first playthrough on the levels. So, so is a, he... and then you'll go straight to Eggman, who you go into showdown mode, and showdown Eggman's actually a boss this time. He throws huh. spikes at you that either go across or bounce, and he can also shoot missiles at you that you have to jump and avoid. So and it's it's weird. It's like it's like it feels almost like classic Sonic, but in a very different way that in a very basic way, but it works so well. So is the level and, design random or uh, is well? No, at first you're just going through a Windy Valley type level for a long period of time, Ooh. and it's basically I think it's basically the same level over and over because you 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 see the similar patterns, and. Huh. Um, you, and you also have a score at the end that you're competing with your friends on. You have a high score, and it doesn't matter whether you're doing a Windy Valley or the snow level, or, or not snow level, pardon me, sky level or lava level. The sky levels are, are uh, made with Tails in mind, because Tails can do a triple jump and then kind of float down. He's actually the weakest, in my opinion, because when he floats down, he's kind of vulnerable. Yeah, he should be. <laughs> and Knuckles has these lava levels, where he, he, he can jump, he can jump. He can then he they boosts forward with an attack, and then he can do another jump, and that's it. It's it, Sonic's the easiest to control, but I think Knuckles is my favorite uh, second favorite. Naturally. And basically, once you collect all three of them, you can have one of them as your backup in case you die. Then you have the other character that could that can continue on. And then if you lose all your lives, you can do one more, continue for five red rings, and then. So it's kind of like having four lives per section, but what, it's what, and one you have to pay for. <laughs> how how's the how fair do you feel like the economy is right now? I am twenty two episodes in and haven't had to buy anything yet. Nice. And it has Facebook's connections. You can <coughs> challenge your friends. They can give you gifts. Uh, right now, the one thing people are having a problem with is that there's uh, if you can get invite ten people to to get them to play the game, you can unlock Amy, who also instantly collects all the small animals. That's another thing I forgot. Every time you hit a bandnick, the little animal that pops up goes all the way to the right and then bounces towards the left towards you, and you have to collect him to get to collect them to get extra points as well. Hmm. You have me on edge saying that they want you to invite more people. Yeah, GX yeah. wouldn't do that. For, well, to invite ten people for Amy yeah. or, or I, I guess friends. later you get Amy. <laughs> But despite there being, like, I think there's 50 episodes currently, Max, but we've seen the uh, the assets that have been exposed, like I think on Sonic Retro and Sega Bits, where pretty much every character you can think of is going to be in this game. Ooh, ooh, now, ooh, ooh, don't ooh. oversell that, because I can think of a lot of characters. Bean? Well, Bean? I mean, is Bean in it? Please tell me Bean. And Mighty I mean, Armadillo. All the, all the current popular Sonic characters are going to be oh, in it. Oh, come on. Oh, so none of them are in it. Mighty okay, team, team, Sha- team Shadow, including, you know, Shadow Rouge, Omega-123, Amy, Metal Sonic, uh, the Chaotix, um, <coughs> Blaze the Metal Espio. Wait, 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 wait. Crit. There is stuff from Sonic and the Secret Rings in this game? Yeah, bla- yeah stuff from, there's, I don't know, I guess later episodes have stuff from Sonic and the Secret Rings and Sonic and the Black Knight. I uh, mean, it, it, looks like it's, it looks like it's supposed to be some sort of multi-game 
thing. Like, our thing hey, what it is, is we've already got the... And then we've got events and parts from this game. We've got Chow, we've got Wisps, we've got the small animals. Like, and we got, they, and they have fan fiction stuff, like Robo Robotic and, Ro and of, Metal SBL. <laughs> wow. Yeah, none of this is in the current 50 episodes, so it's obvious that this these are our planned updates throughout the year where they'll be <coughs> announcing, hey, now you can play as this character for probably a certain amount of red rings, and then you can play as this character. I cannot believe but, that Metal Robot, that Robo Robotnik is now a thing. <laughs> yeah, Robo Robotnik. Oh, it's no. Robot, no, no, no robot. Robot. I mean, how no. far are you really going with that? He <laughs> is Robotnik and, and he's a robot. Pinders can sue. <laughs> I was saying, look out, Sagan, how Ken Penders can sue. <laughs> Ooh, very funny. Yeah, I'll probably be in the game later on. <laughs> like, click 100, and then I'll just kill everybody on the screen. Uh, yeah, it's it's incredibly addictive. I mean, it's basically got the, you know, the uh, auto run jump style of like Cabalt mixed in with the high speed action of uh, Jetpack Joyride together. So, uh, is the uh, is the is the economy better than it was in Sonic Jump Fever? Uh, well, like I said, yeah, like I said, I've played a. Uh, up to uh, chapter 22 without having to spend anything. And is, Next, there's a sense Next, of any, anything is better than the economy in Sonic Jump Fever. You haven't played the, that, that uh, Simpsons Springfield game where the Springfield blows up and you have to build it and stuff. That was awful. I, I'm sure it was, but I am convinced <laughs> that it's better than the economy in Sonic Jump Fever. <laughs> Because at least in that game, it almost sounds like there are things in there that I would want to buy. <laughs> yeah. It was a guilty pleasure of mine. <laughs> so, um, uh, well, Sonic Extreme, right? That's a... I cannot yeah, believe are. that there is a release for that now. Well, Even it's not the full game. It's just a playable section that was available. I will take a playable room. For that game, because that, that well, has, it, one of my dreams has been playing something from that game. Yeah, I tried it out. You basically can run around that area. It doesn't have the fish islands or anything. You can't oh. actually hit the bad nicks or collect rings. And the physics are a little off. Uh, you, if you do a spin dash, you can run and turn, and the camera will turn the wall. You can run across the wall to the ceiling to the other side Ooh. in a ball. Uh, you have an infinite jump. <laughs> you can you can keep. Triple, quadruple, five times, ten times jumping. It's oh, wow. Like so, so it's based on, uh, so basically it's based on the Sonic Boom engine. Damn it, <laughs> right. you took my obvious reference. Damn you. Why can't they oh, just everybody's make Sonic 2? <laughs> well, they, they put in of, those darn levels. They did remake Sonic 2. No, They did on I mean, mobile, like the Taxman remake. They actually put in the extra levels. I mean, I, I'm upset that they didn't, bring it to consoles as, no, that's as what I mean. controllers that they deserve, but... Unless you have an OUYA or an NVIDIA Shield like I do. I don't care. I don't even know what that is. That doesn't even sound right. <laughs> Thanks. Alright. Um, uh, one other thing is um, Sonic Advance is now on the Japanese uh, Wii U eShop, so chances are it's it's probably going to make its way to the states and the UK fairly soon within the next few months. But who knows? There's there's some, there's stuff some stuff that stays on you know in Japan side for quite a long time. 
I don't know if you remember the intro to that game. Did in the actual game code and assets, did they ever um, reference THQ? I don't know. Uh, TH- THQ was just a publisher. They were, but I mean, any splash screen or credits sequence. I'm, oh yeah, the, the the game when when it went launched, it did have THQ in the American release. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering what they would if they if that could be any manner of holdup. I doubt I, it since I THQ is no more. I really doubt it. I mean, Sega release. Uh, let, 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 before I say anything, let me. Uh, let's see. Where is Sonic? <laughs> I believe Sonic. Could you stop that, please? Yeah, I stop believe, coughing. Um, so, where, where is Sonic again? God damn it. Well, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Nokia. I don't know. Anyway. Um, Good point. Wonderful end to that story. <laughs> I'm trying to find it on Wikipedia, uh, but I cannot. I cannot find Sonic again anywhere. It seems to be just be yeah part of the Sonic Advance page. Well, I don't think yeah. that was a THQ thing. Oh, wait a minute, I have the box right here. Let me let me go look at it. That was yeah. my first okay. uh, cell phone. Was oh. in, in Gage. Um, to to say what I was gonna, gonna say, man. <laughs> um, Sega released Sonic Advance on the Engage with no issue, and it, you know they just re- renamed it Sonic N, and that was it. There's no THQ on the box or anything. So I'm sure that, that, that THQ w- wasn't even a hold up back in 2005. Four. Three. 2003. Well, I, I, I'm more suggesting, one, I don't know who exactly has bought the rights to the THQ name at this point if anyone did buy them from the auction, but if someone owns that name and it's anywhere in the game, Sega would actually have to either edit that out or... I guess get permission or license the name to even put it there. Okay, when when you consider the money that Sega would probably make <coughs> from releasing any kind of Sonic game on uh, the Wii U eShop, I don't think I'm it's sure as that, much that, as you think it would be. I, I I doubt it would cost that much just to remove that one little part of the title screen. But the, well, it's a bigger question of would they bother? Like, is it? For the American market, they're not even releasing the the um, theme, the 3DS themes at this point. It, it kind of makes you wonder, what are they really bothering to do? And well, considering uh, the tatters uh, that Sega of yeah. America is kind of in right now, I just I, I wonder if they're even prepared to manage that at this point. Well, I mean, we're getting the releases for the 3D classics, so if they can if they can do that, I'm sure they can man- manage to do that for Sonic. On the Wii U. If not, the Wii U is in some really, really deep trouble right now. Sega can't be bothered to do that. <laughs> All right. In other news, uh, both Sega and Capcom franchises will be in the Worlds Unite uh, crossover oh, coming this so fall. Guys not, of so it's not just Sonic and Mega Man and Mega Man X, and I think Sticks from Sonic Boom is the only one who's coming from that, from what I hear. But I mean, we got Panzer Dragoon, the Panzer Dragoon, you know, one. We got Knights. We Vice. got Beautiful Joe. Vice. We got the uh, Gormangala from Monster Hunter 4. I'm sure I'm the only one who cares about that. And we got uh, Vice. Thank you. Uh, Ryu. 
We also uh, have that chick from uh, from Breath of Fire One, which I don't. Yeah, yeah. and and the girl from Golden Axe. Yeah, that, why would you pick her over Gimli? Because like her design is just so. Oh, not Gimli. But no, the, Gimli the is Thunderhead. Uh, Gimli is Thunderhead. <laughs> He's you just, know what though? Gilius Thunderhead was already in Sonic in the Sonic and All Stars Racing, and he was a big character in the Sega Hard Girls anime. So I think he's had his time in the sun for a while. No, the reason why he he's the one who gets exposure is because he's the only one who doesn't look completely and utterly generic in that franchise. If <laughs> if the Archie series is just trying to perhaps maybe even out um, genders, like if they're trying to make that. Um, wider appeal. Well, if they're trying to do that, they should have picked another franchise like uh, Streaks of Rage. Yeah, but you already got a blaze in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I want to make a joke. Anyway, you know what? The, the crossover I would like to see sometime is, forget the Mega Man stuff, I want to see Sonic and Sonic and Sonic. And what I mean by that is, like, get the uh, Adventures of Sonic to Hedgehog Sonic, meaning the Archie Sega Sonics, meaning the Sonic Boom I've you know. been. I think that'd be awesome. Remember the Turtles see, Forever movie? Yeah, something like that, like Turtles Forever, exactly. And I just want to see like Knuckles' uh, reaction to Sonic Boom Knuckles, especially. Oh my god! Uh, I, 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 I want them to double down and just go full on Project Cross Zone. <laughs> Here you go. Uh, <laughs> And you end up with an incredibly easy RPG that goes on for way, way too long to the point we start getting bored. <laughs> but you get Frank West. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and then at the very end, everyone will sit around each other. That won't change. <laughs> All right, uh, so now on to our Sonic Boom news. Uh, let me see. Uh, Sonic Boom uh, has been renewed, not necessarily... Uh, Okay, no, it hasn't been renewed, just seeing's going to keep showing it. There's going to well, be more of it. It has not yeah, yet ceased. Well, well there's, there's a difference between the renewed and purchased new episodes. It's well, basically re renewed is purchasing new episodes. For 2015-2016, and you see what it is, is they've made 52 episodes, but if you've noticed, they're only showing one episode a week. And it's almost near May, so chances are you're going to get 26 episodes this season. And 26 episodes the next season. That's how they're going to count at, it as season one and two, because the tar Cartoon Network, while they renewed it, they have not purchased more episodes currently. Though, uh, given that they aren't the only company putting money into this, might not necessarily be up to them. At least Didn't not. the studio actually just get bought as well? Oh, well, I haven't heard that. If CN bought the studio, then I, I guess... Ooh. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know who would... I can't recall who bought it, but I thought on one of my animation uh, RSS feeds that I, I recognized the name of the studio, OU something French, that... OU uh, or something like that, yeah. Yeah, just got we purchased do, by another company, so I don't oh, know if that would have any influence over it or what's going on. Well, a recent interview Mike Ferber, uh, Freiberger did... Um, or Bill Freiberger, I'm sorry... Uh, he hasn't Fred mentioned. Fred Burger. <laughs> yeah, uh, he needs to have a fast food joint that go named after him with that kind of name, Fry Burger. Anyway, um, he he said that, like I said, they haven't purchased uh, the new episodes, but um, that doesn't mean that they're you know 
going to stop making them in the in the future as long as soon as long as they eventually do announce you know a purchase of more episodes they could start again right away. Well, uh, I mean, especially <laughs> given Nuck, especially uh, Alex, given some specific numbers. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the ratings have been. Despite being on at 7 a.m. in the freaking morning, the ratings yeah. have been fantastic for this show. Yeah, it's, uh, it, beat, it beat Ninjago, beat Teen Titans Go, apparently. At the very, at the very least, it beat, it beat those two shows in um, adult ratings, which actually Cartoon Network does not care about at all. <laughs> but that, those, those are the ratings <laughs> I looked at. And um, it scored like 1.175... 1, 1,175,000, which... That's way better than it was doing back in November. Like yeah, it, it's, it's it's still doing really strong. Its ratings w- were were typically so poor you, we we didn't even really see them in the top 100. But well, now well, we are. <laughs> I wish they would advertise it more though, cause, cause I'll, I'll I'll be honest, and I th- I think Sega and, and I can never go pretty stupid for doing this. Okay, for example, I'm a cashier at Walmart. I actually um here I know who's playing Sonic Dash in the store. And I know little kids playing Sonic Dash because you can hear that music and you can hear that chime. And I really wish that Cartoon Oak realized, wow, you know, people love Sonic Boom because I've seen people go in there who actually see me see me ha- have a lanyard of Sonic the Hedgehog. They go, oh, where, where, where can I get that? And go, oh, I'm sorry, I bought that online. And, you know, people do want Sonic, especially the kids. And it's very disappointing that that you know that the Sonic Boom toys aren't sold at Walmart. Instead, Toys R Us has them, and it's kind of like, well, Toys R Us is already expensive. Why don't you just sell them at Walmart? There's a lot more Walmart. And besides, um, I think the store, the toys would would do better had they sold them at Walmart. That's a, l- a little surprising to me that they aren't selling it at the largest retailer in the country. I mean, uh, Toys Toys R Us. Hasn't their business kind of been struggling for a while now? Because that may be true, but at the same time, Toys R Us have have seemingly always had at least some sort of a strong agreements or strong connections with these kinds of uh, video game licensed toys. Oh yeah, they have like to, to video game stuff. Even um, Target, uh, Walmart, any of these big box stores. Anything that you get from them are almost always things that they can either get at through exclusivity or they're just the super, super mainstream that they can almost guarantee will be a selling hit. That's hmm. why you have a whole frozen aisle in there. <laughs> <laughs> but but if you look historically, I think these companies like Tomy that are making these kinds of products, first off... It's not Jazzwares anymore. Uh, Tomy has the license to make Sonic, Sonic um, Boom merchandise, but I I don't see a lot of Tomy products in these kinds of stores. And they should. I, I am guessing that they have just stronger agreements with places like Toys R Us or smaller retailers or <sighs> online retailers. But, I mean, that's so huh. stupid because, I mean, okay, I'm not promoting Walmart because I'm a cashier. <laughs> I'm just specifically saying, okay, I'm smarter and I see what I see in the stores because I see customers. 
Sonic Boom would do so much better if the toys would be sold at Walmart because Mommy's going to go grocery shopping and eventually she's going to go buy the electronic section. So if Sonic Boom Season 1's there, it's going to get bought. If you have the Sonic Boom toys or Sonic Boom posters, they're going to get bought because it's convenience to have everything together. You have to drive out of your way to go to Toys R Us, and you have to go through all these aisles of toys and de and deals that keep going. Mommy, I want. Mommy, I want. Mommy, I want. Mommy, I want. So, homie, you suck. You should have put it at Walmart because it would make more sense. It's a convenience of knowing you can get everything there. So of course you can get Sonic Boom right there and get some eggs. So well, do that. As I, as, a lot as I, of it has to do with just how they how they kind of manage their own brands. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to say they suck, although their toy quality and paint jobs do suck yeah. a lot. Okay, yes. But but more or less, it just comes down to, if you're going to do that, you, you really have to work with the retailer because you create the graphics that they use. You have to prove that the way that they are sold. You have to kind of convince them to sell it. And I don't... I don't know if necessarily Walmart or Target or these places see it selling the kinds of numbers that they would like it if, to sell. I'm not saying it all. If you read Console Wars, um, it took a long time before Walmart would agree to put Je Sega Genesis in their stores to the point where, you know, um, Tom Kalansky was buying up retail space right next to the, their most popular Walmart <laughs> in Arkansas. And showing off Sega Genesis to, to the people outside. But, but, <laughs> that, but let's see, let's see. Okay, example. I'm a cashier. One thing that I'm allowed to wear, and Walmart well, can't take it away from me because I will yell at my managers. I wear a Sonic lanyard. I change it every other day. I have like over ten lanyards. I also have Legend of Zelda stuff like that. But I usually wear the Sonic ones. That gets kids' attention, and I see kids pointing and be like, I, "They want that." What? Walmart needs to consider is ask people like me, would you buy this? Yes, because I'm a big fan of Sonic, and I can be honest and tell you, kids like it. you got to give it a chance. You can't just flood the dang bag toy section with um, Legos and Barbie, who has a whole entire aisle to herself, and My Little Pony. But the problem is they can, and that's what they do because they know thus far it has worked. And I, and and Sonic. Yeah, part, part of the problem is these a lot of these big retail, uh, a lot of these big retailers don't want to take any kind of remote risk with uh, any kind of new brands. So it, it's kind of hard to get into Walmart to begin with. Well, I mean, well, I, mean I mean, you can make fun and be like, "Oh, come on, Walmart, Sonic's blue, you're blue." Well, go together. Uh, it's just business more than anything, and I just don't. As much as it's doing, as much as that is doing well. I mean, you don't even see the Mario toys in there. What do you see? Oh, you no, see them. no, I you see do, Pokemon. I do, but they go quick. I, I remember, I can confirm these things. I have seen Mario backpacks and all that stuff, and it goes well, quick. I've seen the Sonic t-shirts at my Walmart, and I've seen, I've seen a box Sonic backpack, and they go pretty quick, but I've never seen, like, Nintendo Jazzwares uh, toys. Wait, Nintendo all. Jazzwares? Are you... I think, 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 I
and I see them at uh, Toys R Us, but I never see them at Walmart. But you want to know what's interesting is um, I went to go visit a friend of mine in Virginia, and they have Kmart's over there. Kmart <laughs> has, like, the Mario toys, and I've seen wow. the Sonic toys. There's a Kmart by my friend's house, and I went in there with his grandma, and there were things from, like, Sonic Riders. Like Sonic toys, there was Sonic and the Black Knight, and I have them, but they're sealed in, bo in their boxes. To, so they're not to be out. fair, the, I hate to interrupt, uh -huh. but I, I mean that that store is going Chapter Eleven. I mean, yeah. it probably has that stuff because as, they as, bought it and it never sold. As someone who grew up in Virginia, I, I can tell you that Kmart was pretty much before the Walmart was even in my town. Kmart was pretty much just the poor man's Walmart. They, they were. Yeah, they were never a particularly good store. I am down to one Kmart over here, and we used to have like five. And we don't have any Kmart here, here in Texas. They're gone. Well, in Houston, they're gone. I haven't seen uh, them anywhere. When did you see these Black Knights toys and Sonic Riders? Um, I saw them about, I would say, about eight months ago. Oh, and last I heard, they're still there. They're still huh. there. Yeah, the, 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 those are probably toys that they bought on like clearance from a warehouse or something. Yeah, um, I, I, I still had uh, Sonic and the Black Knight and Sonic Riders toys at the Toys R Us's near where I live until just recently. I th think they, what they might have just shipped them back to the manufacturer by now because now it's just all Sonic Boom. I don't see any of the other old ones anymore. So uh, to expand on, uh, well, to confirm what GX said earlier, uh, yeah, the, uh, the Sonic Boom a animation studio we do was bought by Technicolor. <laughs> ah, right, right. Sure, we all know who Technicolor is, right? <laughs> they they co they colorize all those uh, old movies that you see in the introduction of them. Yeah, haven't they? Weren't they like the first major studio that did stuff like that? Or company, not studio company. They they were like responsible for coloring all those early early movies. Is that a good idea? I'm like I, I'm like I wait a minute, isn't Technicolor what? Just like a, they were on the, a, all those old a tech that, happened, that started up in the 60s when, you know, TVs were started from black and white to, yeah, like, exact color. Technicolor. And, uh, when, Gill when Gilligan's Island and uh, Batman started around that time. In regards to Sonic Boom, I really don't see how them being bought by Technicolor would have any effect on future production because it's I, they don't have any stake in any of this stuff as far as I know. Well, it tells me, hey, this studio is either in a very good place or a very bad place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or that Technicolor gets need a, a, a CG animation studio. <laughs> Could be. Anyway, as far as uh, Sonic talk goes, uh, I mean Sonic Boom goes, <laughs> I was going to talk about the uh, latest four episodes. Uh, this is going on <laughs> for quite a, a while now, so I think we're going to reduce it down to the last two episodes that have been Aww. released. I like this. I it's like it's not like you don't have another podcast. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, it's like you don't have another podcast to talk about. Yeah, those, but I, uh, I, I'm boycotting that podcast because it's not this one. <laughs> I only. So, have... what, what, what was your favorite? Okay, what was your favorite episode out of those four? Um, so, honestly, the four I should mention are it... Cir Circus of Plunder, um, Unlucky Knuckles. Uh, the Meteor and Aim Low, which was this Saturday. It, it would probably be The Meteor followed very closely by Unlucky Knuckles, and I will admit <laughs> there is some bias there because I am a I really like Knuckles, and this one 
it, it was really awful to him, but it still focused on him. So <laughs> it was just hilarious. I love how they like treated him. But um, uh, I, I guess the I guess the one that really kind of stuck in my mind the most was the meteor, simply because of the acting. I mean, yeah, so that's... often when they do the body switch thing, they switch the voices, and so there's it's just so weird that you'll just hear Sonic's voice coming out of Eggman's body. And for a split second, it looks like that's exactly what they're going to do until they exit they exit Eggman Sonic's mind and show him from the outside. And he's like trying, he's like talking at like Sonic, but. It's, Mike Pollock. Yeah, so we have Mike Pollock <laughs> as Sonic in Eggman's body, and we have uh, Roger Craig Smith as Eggman in Sonic's body, and I think Roger Craig Smith did a hell of a performance. In yeah. that. <laughs> One thing I really love about Sonic Boom is that, I mean, it's still my only my second favorite Sonic cartoon, probably because of nostalgia, but mm -hmm. when it comes to voice acting, it's probably at least up there with Sonic Sat AM, if not somewhat above it, because this cast, when they're good, they are really good. And Roger Craig Smith and Mike Pollock are the, are the big highlights throughout this whole thing. You're really making me bite my tongue here. Okay, tell me what's better or what. I, I think Saddam just had a, a really, really strong cast of very you know established what? voice actors who just... <laughs> They just hit it out of the park with what they wanted to do. <laughs> they had Jim Cummings as robotic, that, and he can't uh, be that. Yeah, they do have Jim Cummings, but they also have whoever voiced Antoine, <laughs> which I guess it's not. <laughs> I guess he was a good actor, but it's just that French accent. You know, I guess I. <laughs> I like I like Antoine. I like some of the I'm probably I'm probably the only person here who likes the Antoine focused episodes. <laughs> but oh, I can't stand those. <laughs> I love those, especially the one where they're stuck in that house in the middle of the snow. I don't know. I, they make us have a horrible sense of humor. But oh. you know what? I, I guess haven't seen Sonic Sat AM in a while, so it could be that my brain is just. I had the DVDs. Just that. What did you say? I got the DVDs, two sets of them, one sealed, one open. Oh yeah, I got the uh, I got the DVDs too. Just of course, you can always watch them on Netflix too. They're available there. No. <laughs> well, sure. I mean, the DVDs have got to be out of print at this point. Okay, you know yeah. what? I will, I will amend yeah. my statement and say it is not quite as good as Sonic Sat AM in terms of voice acting. Because but it's still a strong voice cast compared to. Yes. I mean, I mean, compared it, to Sonic Underground, Sonic, Sonic, Sonic X. <laughs> oh yeah, so the best, movie had the best voice acting there. cast. I mean that owl guy. That owl guy was amazing, and wow, metal. I, I'm, I'm talking more like uh, Robotnik and Sarah. <laughs> Sarah, the the most iconic Sonic character. Hi, <laughs> Tonic. I'm scared of lightning. But anyway, um, yeah, I I really dug. Uh, the meteor. I mean, I love how he he wants to destroy him, but at the same time, he's going through Sonic's social schedule, and he, wa he still wants to he still wants to play video games that, with knuckles and, and go badminton with sticks. And the thing is, he he's basically a guy who he wants to destroy everyone and take over the island, but at the same time, he wants friends really bad. No one. Yeah. He, and really the cow really show. Uh, and I guess the cowbot really showed that, and he, and he kind of likes. <laughs> 
having people around and, wa and wants friends, but at the same time, he wants to be this villain. Oh, that Calvin was hilarious. <laughs> it's coming. Then they're just waiting, 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 and then the sun goes down. The cows is still all the way out there because it's moving like two <laughs> miles per hour. <laughs> Um, and, and, and then they just they, they sit down and they start eating marshmallows. <laughs> he is not a villain. His, the only reason why he's trying to take over the world is because this is the only way he knows how to meet people. Yeah. This is, this is the only way he knows how to meet people. This is, this is why Eggman is the way he is in this show. <laughs> yeah, I, he just wants to force people to like him, it seems like, almost. Alex, a while ago, I think you used the phrase um, that your that your honeymoon period with that show is kind of over. Yeah, um, when the and... when the show first came back, I was really not digging it. But the last bunch of episodes I watched today, I admit I liked quite a bit. <laughs> so I, I, I'm actually to that point though right now. I would say myself, I the the way I would put it is. I like a good portion of the writing, but I feel like all their episode premises are just garbage. Yeah. Like well, they started, they, I, I they do good things with the premise ideas, but the premise ideas are just, so many of them are just so bland or hackneyed or just nonsense. I just can't. Well, it's nonsense because it's a situation comedy, so it's not it. like they're going to have anything too epic, you know, to it. Well, I mean, they have to use the same... Epic, but I mean, there's, it just feels like, oh boy, two character switch bodies. You know what, they did an okay job with <laughs> yeah. that, but they still just told that story. I, like, I, you I, knew I, exactly I what say, all the story beats would be. That is the perfect example of Hackneyed, is that is the body switch thing... Pretty much any comedy show that runs for any length of time and has any kind of fantastical elements will do that at some point. But I will say that at the same time, even though, yes, it's hackneyed, it's been done a million times before, the execution was still solid. You know, the, the voice, the, the, the performances really saved that for me. And I, I, I understand. Eggman I understand. Eggman I agree. And Sonic's body. But <laughs> I just feel like there is a, there is a level of potential here with the with the qual with with the type of writing that they do, that if they could at least get some fresher, more original ideas, then I think it would just it would be so much better for the series. Because as it stands right now, I just I can watch it and I like it in the moment, but none of it ever stays with me. I ne I never finish it and think, oh that that was actually a really good episode. I think. Oh well, I I certainly laugh, but it, but at the end I can say eh, it was okay. Well, I mean, none I, of it ever just kind of surpasses the. Eh, it was okay, even though I still laugh at it and have fun with it. That's pretty much along the lines of what I was thinking earlier today. I was mm -hmm. thinking, yeah, this. You know what? This well, isn't. That's how I feel about Adventures Time. This isn't Sonic Boom. But it's way better than it could than I thought it would be. And, I, I, like I said, I absolutely agree with that. I like just, my, my expectations with the show were really measured. I was hoping it'd be great, but I, I was paranoid it was gonna be like a Ninjago or um, oh. some other licensed Cartoon Pac Network CGI crap. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> but you got you, you got to be patient because um well you know I mean growing up with Sonic you know we're so used to the chili dog thing. I I know the episode when Sonic and Amy were eating were eating a hamburger. I I sat there like what the heck man? Where is your freaking chili dog? Well, he actually has been eating chili dogs in some of yeah, these. Yeah, yeah, now, but I mean, but, I mean, before that episode aired, when they showed Sonic eating, you just like glaring like at the TV, like, okay, <laughs> I grew up with you, sweetie. <laughs> you ate chili dogs, so oh you better stick one in your well, mouth. I remember the days when the I remember the days when they get. I remember the days when they guess weren't even acknowledging that outside of the comics. So I'm, <laughs> I'll take cartoons. any chili dogs. Like no, no, no. They, 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 Sonic X did not acknowledge the chili dog. At least Sonic so X barely acknowledges that the games existed until, <laughs> until they kind of recreated them, almost sort of. But yes, but, there was like it was Sonic X, and then there's the Sonic Adventure games, and we really didn't get to have the chili dog come back until. Sonic Unleashed in 2008. But you know, that, so. but but the thing is that episode when when you finally like the Calbot episode when they finally showed Sonic with the chili dog, you're like, oh my gosh! I like I like praised um Alan the writer on Twitter. I go, oh my gosh, that's so awesome. Yeah. He's like, I'm so happy that you're happy. I'm going, yes, yes. I I even message Roger like, oh my gosh, Sonic and a chili dog. So he's uh, thinking, I'm happy for you. <laughs> I thought that Amelo, while I had some really good humorous moments, especially uh, from Knuckles himself, uh, it, it felt like an episode that could have been almost cut in half and still had the same story to it. Like, basically, Sword of the Eagle, who's, uh, this, <laughs> it ended up being this germaphobe. I don't uh, like you know, how, how they guess, how he gets left and they never went back to him. Cause I yeah, well, that, um, his whole... Po- his whole Part was completely could be written out easily, and you'd have the exact same story going forward, where it's Eggman who's uh, just fed up with life and fed up with failing, uh, you know, to stop Sonic. And Sonic, being you know, without Eggman around, is not only bored out of his mind, but he's starting to get paranoid, thinking Eggman's <laughs> going to show up at any time. I do like that at the end. It's like Sonic needs Eggman around us. <laughs> He, he needs almost as much as Sonic needs a friend note? to play with. That's pretty much Sonic's yeah. dilemma. No one wanted to play with him. He needed Eggman. <laughs> On that note, uh, I, I think it's kind of worth mentioning. I'm almost starting to feel like this show is a victim of its own structure because it, it makes pretty good, okay, 11-minute cartoons. Like, I, I think this show would hit it out of the park if it was three seven-minute cartoons. Oh. Huh. I, I yeah, think know, that the premises that I they don't know, because the that they, they have, I think they just don't hold over the whole 11 minutes. But I think if they could at least tighten it up, r- cut some of the more awkward moments, just s- accelerate the whole story, that it would be a much better product. Yeah, there's, uh, but the problem is there's times where they're trying to, Pump in so much humor in that that they cut the ending like real short, oh, yeah. like especially That's this ending. Oh yes, I I meant to complain about that. Some of these episodes just end, and it's like I there's just no satisfying conclusion to it. Aim low is just we That's, get we just barely get a, get a conclusion, and then it just fades to black. That that just tells me that they didn't have a good ending to begin with. I don't yeah. think that. 
making that, the show longer or keeping oh, the no, Oh, I, I'm not advocating that. I'm just fixing about some of the endings. <laughs> I'm not saying that would would have been from Aim Low. Yeah, that's like that is one episode that gets kind of spun its wheels for a bit. I barely even re- remembered what it was about when we started talking about these episodes. <laughs> but um Although I do, I did love some of the jokes that uh, Knuckles I, had. I won't say that Knuckles. Yeah, he has some. He has some strong jokes, but he also had one of the weakest of the episodes I watched today. Um, like, remember when they're um, th- this isn't among the four episodes that we're talking about, but I'm sure we've uh-huh. all seen it. Um, where uh, he threw, he throws Sonic against the, uh, the that tree in Coconuts Fall. I and, know. You see, yeah. I thought that was funny. I, no, I, no, I, that, that was a, funny, but what was relationship building moment between those two? But what wasn't funny for me was when he got what he got just too stupid, even for him. When it's like, take that, Knuckles, take that, Sonic and Knuckles, Knuckles and I Sonic. Love that and like, no, no one, <laughs> not was... even you, are that stupid, Knuckles. Even in this show, you're not. Yes, that he stupid. is, though. You're not. I it's not that. that Knuckles is stupid. It's just that he's he's kind of dumb, but he's always excited about it. He has the and he's, it's, it's kind of accepted of it. I mean, it's that, very that childlike. Was, that show yeah. just did not make me make me laugh. It's like maybe it was the performance or something, but it's just I, I think I he's laugh. more innocent. He's more like sheltered, probably. He's just excited. Uh, he's, I wouldn't he's say freaking sh- excited about everything all the time. <laughs> A favorite is like uh, the joke he told recently where uh, Amy goes, oh, uh, Eggman seems to be changing up his game, don't you think? And then Knuckles is like, I try not to. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. But, uh, but um, damn it. What, 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 there was By one the way, more... did every, anyone notice that Styx had zero lines in Aim Low even though she was in it and they were in her burrow? Have, have, has know. anyone noticed that Styx has had almost no role in this series whatsoever? Well, there was a yeah, t- wait. Was, no, that's time. It was a big, there, a big deal for a while. You know I, why though? I mean, this is just a theory. But um, remember the old commercials for um, what was it? Pro- Progressive. Remember the um, the, the spy with the pink hair with all those commercials for the um auto yeah, insurance. Yeah, Progressive e- insurance. insurance lady. Yeah. 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 yeah the, the no, the e insurance lady. E insurance. Um, there was so much. Porn of her online. They got rid um, of that character, and because insurance said they didn't want to be. With that. I, and I, I remember seeing it's... nothing but sticks hentai. I always saw uh, sticks and Sonic or Sonic raping sticks. So I think that might be uh, reason why okay. I kind of put her to the I don't back. know where you. I don't know where you surf on that. I don't. I haven't seen but, that. The, the uh, problem is though that that's existed for as long as Sonic's been like. There's yeah, that's the, uh, that's something that's always going to be around. Joke of, I, I, the problem is you just you can't not make a character just because of that because the internet's just going to do that. That's just how yeah, the, yeah. they operate. That's true, but, but the but thing is, on my Twitter, I actually saw that some like some people were following me, were posting a whole bunch of like sticks, like like apparently sticks was naked, and she was like, yeah, yeah. A new adventure, and Sonic, and and Sonic's about to, you know, put her on his thing, and he's like, he's like, next time that we time warp, blah blah, you know, let's um gag her next time or something, so, and 
I'm like, okay, people, I don't know where y'all got these pictures, <laughs> but that's where I saw it, and I had to get rid of those people off of my Twitter and say, hey, yeah, that 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 go pretty on cool. here. I mean, so, I, I'm just trying to say, if you're trying to create a franchise, you you cannot back down just because someone on the internet finds it sexually attractive, because then we will have <laughs> no entertainment at all. <laughs> we'll have yeah. entertainment. But it'll be based on extreme but abstract art. What the yeah, no, because someone will still find a way to make regarding, that far lewd. Regarding sticks, uh, for me, my most memorable moment of sticks since her inception was in the Sonic Boom comic book when they all the characters got caged up and she brought her own cage, and then she saved the day because she because she brought her own key too. <laughs> Well, no, she was never locked to begin with. Oh, or wasn't I? I, I couldn't. Or wasn't locked. <laughs> that, that that joke actually made me laugh pretty hard. That I, I brought my own. That was, that was that a great one. Shows how weird she is. But I mean, from what I heard, uh, rumors were that the earliest in production, it was just Sonic, Tails, Amy, and Knuckles, and Sticks was not originally even going to be part of the show. Or if she was, she's going to be a very very small part of it. Mm-hmm. From what. From what I hear from rumors, and and you gotta remember that these scripts that they uh, made these shows in are actually technically out of order a little bit. From what I from yeah. what Bill well, Freiberg pr- was saying, probably at least so, a year old at this point too. Well, they're, they're over a year old. So from what I'm hearing, there's some there's some scripts that were out there that where sticks just wasn't there yet, and that could be what this episode was. Is that yeah, because they kind of threw in sticks in the background because uh, they didn't she wasn't around yet. And that's that's but, entirely possible. But they, I, I mean, I thought they were gonna introduce her because, cause, you know, I mean, she's like a jungle girl. So I thought they were gonna like find her and introduce her, and you know, she was gonna try to live like, like a person. I can't say human because I'm like these are animals. But you know, I thought that's what they were gonna do, and they were gonna, you, you know, kind of like kind of like the one where she was like where everybody exploded online saying, oh my gosh, she's dating Sonic. And I, you know, I, I think the. I'm sorry. I, I I just think the key word that I'm getting that that kind of goes through the whole story of the development of Sonic Boom is they were going to, because there is a there there is just so much they were going to in that that just never got realized. <laughs> There's loads of uh, especially that they didn't do in the games. Especially Rise of Lyric. I mean, Rise of Lyric has so much that I think was cut from it. It's crazy because originally, um, Sticks, I guess, origin was supposed to be in that game. It would have made more sense because she just came out of nowhere. You're like, so who are you? Standing there, she gives you a mission, and that's it. Yeah, and she talks kind of like a cave woman. Like she goes, "Me, uh, me like pretty princess crowns. You give me crowns, me, uh, I'll give you like uh, rings or something." Hmm. And she sounded like kind of like a savage. I would have done that. Be like, "Me give you." I know what I'll give you, but... <laughs> and then we get back to the porn topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, by and large, I'm... Maybe that's I'm what Sonic, Sonic smiles is. so much. But, um, I mean, certainly yeah, I agree with GX. I, I, just the, the, writing, the quality of the writing is good enough that I do think that they could do way better than they do. They just... For whatever reason, they haven't. Maybe they have a director. Maybe they have a showrunner who has no vision or something, or won't let them get too out of the box. But you I don't know, know what? It's but it's also because 
I don't totally trust Cartoon Network because they, I mean, look what time they stuck Sonic Boom. They don't want that show to make it. They well, want I you mean, to look at their ugly shows. Sonic, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> uh, you Network watch doesn't... any given episode of Steven Universe and then you tell me they're ugly. They're but ugly. I am. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I don't no, understand. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not trying to attack those shows. And I mean, if people like them, you know, it's their choice. But I'm just saying that it looks like Cartoon Network doesn't want that. I'll give well, you a prime example. It's not that Cartoon Network doesn't. I'm sorry. It doesn't. It's not that Cartoon Network doesn't want that. It's just. They certainly want you to watch the shows that they have created more. I, I mean, this is this is targeted. Care. This is supposed to be for the little for younger kids. This is designed to be for younger viewers. Whereas their shows, they've kind of found this niche where they can grab a more diverse. Oh, set of I it's like it's like with the like what's like with the Lego, the Lego cartoons like Lego Chima or Ninjagar or whatever. Those are cartoons that are coming from like a third party outside of Cartoon Network and I think Cartoon Network just doesn't want to give them as much Cartoon attention Network as they want to give their own shows. Cartoon Network doesn't care about any show that they can't merchandise. That's been that's the case. That's true. Look at Nickelodeon and Spongebob. That's, that's, that's pretty much the, In fact, that, that's not just Cartoon Network. That's just, um, that's, that's just networks in general. They prefer to own the content that they show and they prefer to be able to merchandise the content that they show because that that's one of the big reasons why anime has mostly left the air even as well one one of them there are many reasons why anime has left the air but one of the reasons why anime has left the air is because they're they're all acquisitions and no network can afford can it. make any money off them aside from ratings yeah I... and now, nowadays you you have a video on demand like Netflix and Hulu where you, you know, can like get I your said, anime fix much easier than well, that is than one of them schedule time on a cartoon network uh, Jason DeMarco from Toonami has talked about this stuff and he said that's one one of the major reasons is just they they can't get make any make any merchandise for these shows and that's also the case with Sonic Boom you know that's it's Sega's show it's that they're the, they're the guys who license out the toys and make the money. Well, then they better start releasing on DVD, huh? Hopefully. Amen. Hopefully. I I would just be happy with being able to purchase the episodes online as uh, you know, purchase the sub subscribe to a season at least. Yeah, I Gee, mean, it's not I, like anybody's ever suggested that on this podcast every <laughs> single episode that yeah, he's been yeah, on. Yeah, you're right. Sure. Yeah, I wonder who yeah. I wonder who that was. <laughs> I mean, I would have spent. I would probably spent like twenty bucks on this series already if I could. If I could watch them anywhere aside from YouTube and my cable box, which doesn't work right now, which is why I had to watch them on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, um, I think that's gonna wrap it up for this episode. Uh, boy, that was a long conversation. It was a good, pretty good episode tonight. All right. Yeah. All right, thank you for listening to Sonic Talk. You can find more episodes on the iTunes Music Store or on Segabits.com, your best place for the latest Sega news and reviews. While you're at Segabits.com, check out the Swinging Report Show for the latest Sega discussion and interviews with folks from within the Sega or Sega-related game industry. If you like Sonic Talk, you can also catch uh, me, Jason Berry, at a different set of nerd with a different set of nerds discussing the latest Sonic Boom episodes on the 
Sonic Boomcast exclusively on thesonicstadium.org. If you want even more Sonic discussion, check out NeverShutUp.com, where you can listen to even more of GX discussing Sonic on the Spin Dash podcast, Ooh. or even hear both Alex and GX discuss One Piece on the Straw Hat Quarterly. What, what are you talking about? We don't we don't discuss One Piece. We discuss Bleach and Naruto and and you know, uh, good anime. Anime. Crystal. We don't talk about <laughs> One Piece. <laughs> one Piece is awesome, though. We should, we we should make One, one piece. piece podcast. It's a good show. <laughs> yeah, it's huh? a very enjoyable show. I mean, the show that the show that the the, the podcast is an enjoyable show, but One Piece is also a great show. <laughs> Let's pretend that the podcast is an enjoyable show for a second. <laughs> hey, well, I have fun, so to me, it's enjoyable. I like listening to it. Anyway, see, and, and he's a completely unrelated third party. He's not even on the show. No. Nope. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's, it helps that I've only recently seen those episodes like a few months ago, and I'm only at the end of the Alabaster saga. Yeah, check. Uh, be great if you check that stuff out. And don't forget, Sega Bix is currently having Teen Andromeda Month, which is essentially Panzer Dragoon Month minus Panzer Dragoon Orta. So uh, check out that. Check out our coverage of that because it's uh, it's going to be pretty good, I think. And don't save the Andromeda for your Mamada. That was a really awful joke, and um, I don't think we can be friends anymore. Um, in fact, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start cutting you off probably right just cancel the whole month. <laughs> You've ruined that game for Nux. Like, yes. you have just seriously destroyed all of his love of gaming. Yes, that's pre you pretty much just, just nuked the, found the, the foundation of my gaming love, Jason. Okay, well, I want to thank uh, thank once again Alex and GX for being on, and especially big thanks for Elizabeth Silvas for showing up. Thank you very much, Lizzie. I appreciate you being on. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, thanks, Lizzie. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. And that'll be it for this episode, and we'll see you next month. Now, Alex, all for the play, the Apple Bandai Pippin Atmark. What? I said, let's all go play the Apple Bandai Pippin Atmark. I can't. I'm going to be too busy playing free-to-play games on my Android. <laughs> no, I'm going to go play Super Smash Bros. <laughs> <laughs>